I've been walking the spiritual path for the past like eight years or so. And then on top of that, I've also been exploring gender for the past like five-ish years. So I got established on the spiritual path first. And then after a few years, I ended up, I stumbled upon my gender situation. And so I remember how in the beginning stages of my gender exploration, I was like so confused about the relationship between spirituality and gender. And I remember looking at these two worlds and feeling just completely torn. It was like I couldn't figure out how to make them fit together. And of course, it didn't help that at the time, I was really heavily identified with this uh, spiritual persona. So I saw myself as a spiritual person, right? And I had become so used to being in this really weird, like disembodied space where I would look at my humanity and I would say like, Psh, that's all an illusion. <laughs> so of course, when I looked at my gender situation, I would just tell myself, oh, transitioning? No, I don't need to do that. Like that is just too superficial. Hormones and surgeries and pronouns. I mean, come on, really? That's for people who are just trapped in the dream. <laughs> so that's what I, you know, I'm telling myself. And I think that's a big reason why I was feeling so much conflict between gender and spirituality. Because at the time, the entire emphasis of my spiritual life was about getting out of the human experience. And none of it was about getting back into it. And so that's the crossroads that I want to meet you at in today's conversation. So I was high and I was spiritual, but the only way to do that was by pushing away my humanity. And so in that moment, I found myself asking the question, how does the spiritual person honor the fact that they're also a transgender person? And then I was also asking, how does that person use their spiritual insight in order to support their gender exploration. Because you can have all the spiritual realizations you want, but if you're not honoring your humanity, then you're only living half a life, right? And the same goes for the other side of the equation. If you're completely absorbed with gender and you can't see beyond your form identity, well, again, you're only living half a life. On one hand, you've bypassed your human experience. And then on the other hand, you're trapped inside of it. So let's talk about this. What is a spiritually inclined trans person supposed to do? Well, okay, so first off, I just wanna say that this is a huge topic, which I have a lot to say about. So my intention with this post is to just simply start the conversation. And then over time, I'll just continue to build out this playlist. So make sure you're subscribed if you want to follow along. And so, but what I wanna do today is to just simply introduce like the overarching goal of our journey. Like, okay, what's the objective that we need to set our sights on in order to uh, like guide both our spiritual and transgender aspirations, if that makes sense. So the term 
that resonates most deeply with me is freedom. There might be something else out there that is more useful to you, but for me and the way that I see it, freedom is the ultimate goal for us. And in order to better understand that goal, I first want to clear up a common misconception about freedom, which I have <laughs> been in this misconception for a lot of my life. So just like how I was describing my mindset during these early chapters of my spiritual journey, I used to think that freedom meant being free from form. It's like I'm looking at my suffering, I'm looking at my pain and my trauma, and I'm feeling so trapped inside of this human experience. And then I say to myself, like, oh, I just want to be free of all of this. And so that desire for freedom was actually the thing that got me started on my spiritual journey. And all I wanted to do was to be free from my humanity. And so in the beginning, that is what happened. Like I woke up and I sort of floated away and I left all my suffering behind. It wasn't like I was experiencing any true healing or resolution and there was no embodiment happening, but I had figured out how to get away from all my problems. And so for a while, that was amazing. I was like, for the first time in my life, I could finally breathe and I didn't have to be inside of this like claustrophobic, anxious, fearful uh, sense of self that was existing exclusively inside my brain. So for the first couple of years, that's what spirituality was all about for me. It was this perpetual transcendent experience where I was compulsively getting high in order to escape the agony of my humanity. But of course, that's not freedom, right? Not true freedom. At first, it sure felt like freedom, but after a while, what I realized was that all I had done was swap one prison for another. Only this time, instead of being trapped by my humanity, now I was trapped by my spirituality. And instead of being stuck on the inside of my life, now I was stuck on the outside of it. And really, so all I could do was look down at my petty little human drama and dismiss it all as an illusion, right? <laughs> so of course, when I looked at my transgender nature, all I could say was, Psh, don't even give me that. <laughs> That's the most superficial, non-spiritual thing I've ever heard of. Hormones, pronouns, roles, no way. That is like, just, it's not real, right? And I'm beyond all of that. <laughs> so that was a really challenging predicament to be in. I was a spiritual person who thought that freedom meant being free from form. But at the same time, I was also a transgender person who wanted more than anything the freedom to pursue a transition. And so that's the moment when I realized that I needed to find a new understanding of freedom. Because I had reached this point in my life where the freedom that I really needed was the freedom to be a human. And that was a really powerful shift in my journey. But it's interesting because 
when I reflect back on those first couple years of my spiritual journey, before I had realized that I was trans. So from within that experience, freedom actually really did mean freedom from form. Because at the time, that form, my humanity, that's the thing which was trapping me. I was stuck inside my mind and inside of my body. And so when I finally broke through that veil of like individuality or separateness, for a moment, that really was freedom. It was like half-baked and it was fleeting, but it was a step in the right direction. And so like I said, over time, that freedom began to stagnate. And I started feeling totally like disconnected from the world around me. And now that I've seen firsthand how freedom can shift and evolve, depending on what my circumstances are, I feel like I'm starting to have a bit more of a well-rounded understanding of the essence of freedom. And so if I could speak to that essence, I would say that to me, from an experiential standpoint, freedom feels like having nowhere to stand or nothing to hold on to. It's like, I'm never fully this and I'm never fully that. But at the same time, whenever life asks something of me, I'm able to show up fully, but without becoming too attached to whatever is moving through me. So freedom is like a, it's a really slippery quality uh, and it's constantly eroding any egoic strongholds that I may have. And of course, anytime I get too comfortable, freedom pulls that rug out from under me and it says, now, are you free enough to not be that? Are you free enough to let go of whatever you think you are? And then on the flip side, anytime I'm resistant to something and I'm pushing something away, freedom rubs that thing in my face and says, are you free enough to be this thing that you're trying to deny? Uh, are you free enough to really own that quality but without getting too attached to it. So really I can't give you some sort of specific definition of freedom simply because every time I try to pin freedom down and put it into a box and like say this is what it is, well, it, it slips out from under me, right? So instead, I think it's more helpful to engage with freedom as a sort of fluid, ever-evolving benchmark that you can just use to guide your efforts. Because depending on where you are, depending on what your current needs are, freedom might mean one thing today and something totally different tomorrow. And in this, like, you can't really say, look at somebody else and compare your freedom to, their, to theirs because we're all walking a different path. So really, my invitation with to you is to take th your idea of freedom, then turn it into a question and then place that question into your heart and just keep it there indefinitely. And then every time you feel out of sorts, just ask yourself, in this moment, what does it mean to be free? All right, my friend, I'll see you in the next one.